Mary Maria Sprout. 15 seconds to curtains, you three. Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then. Hi, welcome to the Muppet Fans Talking Podcast. I'm Mary. I'm Maria. I'm Sprout. And today we have a very first on Muppet Fans Talking. We have our very first guest star, Abby from the Still Best Friends Podcast. Hey. Hello. Hi, it's Abby. So nice to be here. Hi, Abby. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I'm excited. That's all I Thank could say. That's coming. all I have in the brain right now. <laughs> it's okay. Hi. Thank you for very, being here. Yeah. Absolutely. Very excited to have you. And just, we're just going to so, go through some icebreakers so all our listeners gotcha. can get to know you. Gotcha. So, um, in the Zodiac, you have a sun sign, a moon sign, and a rising sign. And I think yeah. all of these can be best explained with Muppets. Mm-hmm. Your sun Muppet is the Muppet that you believe you generally are fully. Mm-hmm. Your moon Muppet is the Muppet that you are on the inside. Mm-hmm. And your rising Muppet is the Muppet that you present to others. So what do you think those are to you? I would have to say Robin, Bert, and Boober. Hmm. Which ones? Um, I would have to say um, Robin would be my sun Muppet. He is he is just we are the same. We're both tiny and everyone accidentally tends to step on us. He is also just a sun muppet. That's just yeah. he's just a yeah. sun. Um Bert would be my moon. I am a very big oatmeal enthusiast. I have weird little collections. I love him. We're I'm very similar to him, I would like to say. Do you have a pet pigeon? No, but I love my cat as much as that Muppet loves his pigeons. And then my last one would have to be Boober because I'm in a constant state of anxiety. And so everyone's like, dude, calm down. And I'm like, I don't know how. That's a mood. So <laughs> I feel that. Those, Perfect. Those are, my, those are my three. I feel like I'm a bad lesbian because I don't know anything about zodiacs or astrology. So every time Mary brings this up, her refresher is not for the audience. It is for me to remember because it goes Same. out. It goes in one ear and out the other. I'm a bad gay. I forget it immediately. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So I, we have the refresher. Yeah. I had to. I had to learn everything all at once for a podcast episode I did. So you're mm-hmm. not alone. I still have to remind myself what's what. Yeah, I, I understand completely. Great. Yeah. And now to our top of the show news. First of awesome. all, we had Kermit performed Rainbow Connection with uh, Miss Nina West at uh, the Disney Plus Pride event. And I think it was a really great performance. I love the little rainbow sticker on his banjo. Uh, Matt really knocked it out of, the, out of the park. And I really am starting to love his Kermit more and more with each performance. Yeah. Same. I, I think yeah. Matt did a great job. I loved his little speech before. I, I loved his through line of not knowing what to wear and his <laughs> outfit, his little outfit. It was definitely just a Gonzo outfit that they oh, repurposed yeah. for the frog. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen Gonzo wear that shirt before. Um, it, it was uh, Kermit did great. I love him dearly. I wasn't the biggest fan of the event, but at least they're acknowledging us now instead yeah. of pushing us into the closet like we're used to. <laughs> Was that a pun? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That was an unintentional one. You think I'm not going to make a pun on this podcast? On my own damn podcast? Yeah. I, uh, I, did, I did love it. It was great. Um, 
it did it did obviously feel like buy our merchandise buy our mm-hmm. product gaze we're pandering yeah. to you but that's just disney yeah. in a nutshell yeah and i just want to announce that while meanwhile that while jim henson june may be over very jewel eye is starting up hell yeah um absolutely i do want to say when jim henson june ended we all did burst into confetti and we now have been uh, recreated out of that confetti into straight people. I'm so sorry. This is a straight podcast from now on. <laughs> I couldn't even make it through the joke without laughing. So Boy. no, we're all, all right. we're all very queer. Um, I I have some some notes, news. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, Kermit is appearing on PBS Independence Day, uh, Capital 4th, this 4th, obviously, on PBS. Uh, He's going to be singing Rainbow Connection, just like he always does. Uh, He he appeared on the 2014 Independence Day, Capital 4th, and he also sang Rainbow Connection then, so it's it's a tradition. Sesame Street usually performs on these, so um, I, I guess we traded one Muppet a property for another. We're, we're, we're getting a tradition here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Sesame Street, Sesame Street was nominated for 24 Emmys. That's wild. Mm. That is impressive. That's so many. Especially uh, for a show that's been running for over 50 years. That is incredibly crazy. impressive. Yeah. Uh, and also, Alan, who plays Alan on the show, uh, is... Uh, was nominated specifically for his directing for Sesame Street. Yeah, Ooh, so that's, that's the good. first for him. I'm very proud of him. I hope he wins. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm, I'm cheering for him. Rooting. Yes. So the, uh, those are my notes that I have. Isn't there also currently a Fozzie versus Fozzie thing happening? Oh yes, there is for what? the um, best. For the best voice actor Emmy, uh, yeah. Eric Balza. Oh yeah, who plays Baby Fo- who plays Baby Fozzie mm-hmm. on the current Muppet Babies generation was actually nominated for his work as Baby Fozzie this yeah. year. Then I also also nominated alongside him in the same category is Eric Jacobson for Gro- for his work as Grove for his voiceover work as Grover for an animated yeah. Sesame Street special. Yeah. So we have the two. Eric's who play Fozzie up against each other for the same award. It's an Eric, Eric battle and a Fozzie battle at the same time. Yes, I It's really cool. And yeah. an animated battle. Oh yeah, I, true. Yeah, I don't know who to root for cuz I love Eric Jacobson and I feel like he deserves every award he is nominated for, but also Eric Bowes is really great and I love his voice acting work. So mm-hmm. I don't know I think I'm going to have to go with Jacobson on this. I'm I'm gonna be comp- I'm gonna be a little again because I have to disagree with Marie on everything. I yeah, have to go with do. Eric Bauza because uh-huh. Eric Bauza is I think one of the most talented voice actors currently working in the industry oh, right now. He is. And you can total and I believe in my personal opinion, if you got issues, you can fight me. But I think it he is the modern day Mel Blank, and to say otherwise oh, yeah. is completely yeah, No, I completely agree with you on that. Absolutely. I I just wanna rep my boy Jacobson because I know Bows is gonna win. Like yeah. either Bows is gonna win we or someone else that. in the No, because Eric Jacobson has a losing streak that he is upholding oh, he forever. And I feel sorry for the man. <laughs> you but... gotta you gotta root for the underdog here. And the underdog yes. in this case is Jacobson. Jacobson. I'm going to root That's for the fair. underdog. And Jacobson, yeah, I know I, you're not listening to the podcast. 
No. Uh, but if you're <laughs> listening, I just want to say I do love your work and I don't this doesn't mean to come off as mean at all. It's just Bowser is fantastic and he's probably going to win and I'm so sorry. But you have like a billion other awards for Sesame Street that you could yeah. win. <laughs> I just don't want to discredit the other nominees, including yeah. Tress McNeil, who yeah. is nominated mm-hmm. for Animaniacs. Absolutely. Yeah. She she did yeah. such a very, she did such a great job this season on so that. Good. And so uh, Tom Kenny, who is Trump. nominated for SpongeBob. Oh, when Tom will Kenny. he? When will he be nominated for anything else? When will the sponge let him go? The sponge is never going to let him go. That's he's gonna oh, his grave Tom is going to be this sponge like <laughs> Tom Kenny. <Jake. laughs> Played SpongeBob. R.I.P. <laughs> That's it. That's Here lies my hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh my God. Here Tom lies, Kenny's here lies my entire views. career. SpongeBob. He was number one. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Mr. Show, I highly recommend it. He's fantastic in that. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife are on it. She, his wife plays Karen in SpongeBob. Which yeah, I, love. I I thought so. Yeah, yeah. So I I know we joke, and it's not just an Eric versus Eric battle. Any of these people could win. I just know that yeah. Eric Jacobson is probably not going to win at all. <laughs> That's and if he does, I'm going to eat my socks. I yeah. <laughs> like. Well, if Eric Jacobson wins, I'm going to cheer. If yes. even if he doesn't, he has the whole podcast in his corner. He this does. Yeah. I mean, there are 23 Not other true. Emmy nominations that Sesame Street can get, and any oh, yeah. uh, award that Sesame Street gets is for the entire company, including Eric. Yeah, so it counts. Yeah, it counts. I just think it's also really great how like a lot of Jim's work is still being produced today, whether or not be Sesame yeah. Street or the new Muppet Babies. And it's really cool that there are, again, two different, very talented guys named Eric working on both of those shows, and that is something to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah, super cool. And is do we have any other top of the show news? I don't think so. All right. I think then we're ready to get into the topic of this podcast. Oh, it's boy. just for some backstory. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Abby and I have been uh, working on this fan cast before this biopic was announced. Uh-huh. Back in April. Yeah. yeah. So um, some of these are jokes. Some, Some of these, of these are, yeah. are actual so, fan casts. Yeah, yeah. We, we started it off serious, and then it kind of just went downhill very, 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 very fast. We started serious, we lost our minds. Yes, listeners. Mm-hmm. Also, you can thank um, this casting before the biopic and the biopic for Muppet Fans Talking. Without uh, this casting, this show would not exist. So yeah. there you go. This is, this is the origin story. <laughs> This entire podcast has been building to this one episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first idea I think you guys had was like, okay, now that we have the first episode down, we're going to do an episode and you're going to be the guest because this is what we this is what we have to do. You have to be our first guest. You're it happy. Fits. It fits. Fun. Yeah. Help me with this thread. It was, it had to be, it had to be you. It, it had to. It would have been wrong if it were anyone else. This is true. A modern day Muppet love story. <laughs> forget forget yeah, your mid, Piggy. Okay. It's this damn podcast. So for I'm just going to share what we uh, know about the, um, the uh, biopic already, which is not very yeah. much. 
but it is going to be a, a collaboration between the Henson Company and the Walt Disney Company. So there is so it's a good collaboration. Lisa Henson will be producing the will be producing the movie, and the movie will be written will be written by Michael Mitnick, who has written the current four, which was a movie that came out in twenty seventeen, uh, according to IMDb, and he wrote the uh, twenty fourteen The Giver movie with Taylor Swift. Oh, oh B, boy. that face you made. <laughs> you see, I. We'll see how this goes because that movie was. Oh boy! I no, give have us hope. your opinion. Give us your I, opinion. I didn't see it. I like the book a lot better. Uh-huh. The movie was okay. I don't think it translated. They didn't translate it well from page to screen, and that's I think my biggest pet peeve. Also, mm-hmm. I love Taylor Swift. I love her with all of my heart. But why was she cast in that role? It was not a good choice understandable so it i i have i have qualms money they casted her for money to get ticket sales and it didn't work it didn't work it was yeah so the current war i think is kind of what really got him to be uh commissioned for his work to work on the script yes the current war if i'm correct was about the uh edison and uh tesla battle for the light bulb oh nice i didn't see it i I know nothing of this man. You could say yeah, literally man. any name, and I'd be like, "Cool, that's a person. Right. That's a man. <laughs> that's someone that's working on this thing." Yeah, I'd, I don't watch movies, so yeah, cool. I mean, this yeah, isn't uh-huh. the first time a, a Henson biopic has been announced. There, there's been no. like two, three others, and they've always fallen through. So even mm-hmm. though I am excited for this, I am also like, I'm not getting my hopes up like I have yeah. before in the past because it could just fall through again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I got a good feeling about this one. That's that's yeah. all I'm going to say. I got a good feeling. It, also, the, I have not seen The Current War, but my parents yeah. have, and they loved it. Okay. Do we the trust mouse. your parents' opinions about movies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really, their parents. They're, uh, they're your typical Midwestern parents. They love Apollo 13 and the Shawshank Redemption, and I'm going to leave it at that. Got it. Got it. Noted. Absolutely. They would noted. love Cinema Sins. <laughs> 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 if you want to know about my opinions on Cinema Sins, go to my Tumblr. There's a bunch of old oh. posts about just how horrible Cinema Sins is. Anyway, awesome. let's get on to the casting. All right. Okay. First, for the uh, man, the man, the Muppet Man himself, Mr. Jim Henson. The one Wait, only. before we do that, I do want to just give a quick shout out to at Bad Henson Bio on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> we love him. Like we I, love him. We I do. feel like I can't shout out. I can't do this podcast without shouting them out first. So shout oh, out yeah. to them. Check, the, check out their stuff. It's hilarious. hilarious. I don't know who they are. They're so always funny. a quality time. So. Um, for the man himself, the Muppet Man himself, Mr. Jim Henson, I have, this is what I came up with. We have Paul Mm -hmm. Rudd. Yes. And not only does he look like Jim Henson, uh, like, I'd say around, like, like, I'd say around, like, Muppet Show times. Mm -hmm. He also can nail both the comedic side of things and the dramatic side of things. We've seen him do both. And I think he just gives off a very good vibe. Like, Jim has... Uh, They're built very similarly, even though I think Paul Rudd could be shorter, which is fine. We can work with that. We very much can. 
I mean, there's the thing about how even though Jim was like uh, 6'1", everyone always said that he was at least like 6'4", because he just had that presence. So I think it'll be fine with height. Also, yeah. I am remembering um, whenever this was announced on Tough Pigs, there's an article and it was talking about how um, w- we do know sort of the basic synopsis of the biopic is Jim uh, trying to sell the Muppet show. So it's it's that era of the of the mid seventies. So it'd be perfect timing for Paul Rudd because that's a suit. That's kind of the era he's. Yeah. Look, he's physically leaning towards in yeah. looks wise. So unintentionally, we nailed it on the head a little bit. Yeah, you did nail it on at one. Yeah. And then another, the next one is uh, another one I came up with, which was uh, Jodie Whittaker as Jade Henson. For those of you who don't know her, uh, Jodie Whittaker is the current doctor on Doctor Who. She is a very good actress, and she looks quite a bit like Jane Hudson. She does. She does. Can she do an American accent? I think she could that's do it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you could literally get any actress. and so British actors can do American accents way better than American actors oh. can do British accents. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, I... Plus, she's just a great actress, and I think she can do it. Yeah, I, I very, I very much agree with that one. Uh, the next one was one of these, and this is Uh-oh. going to be the most controversial this one. Is, Sprout and when, I. This is this is when my thought process started to go downhill. You're I can't, right. I can't apologize more, but I can't undig myself out of this hole. So, here we go. Mm-mm. Uh, this is for Frank Oz, and we casted him as currently the most unemployed man on Twitter, even though he's got competition now. He does. Uh, Mr. Twitter Voldemort himself, Mr. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No. 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 <laughs> I refuse. <know. laughs> Horrible. No. Okay. Okay. Okay, before we start <laughs> fighting, let's go why he was decided. Okay. I think... I don't remember why he was decided, but I'm coming. I'm kind of thinking about it right now, and I think physically he kind of looks like a younger Frank, but also I think he also he's done a lot with Sesame Street and the Muppets and that type of thing, so he has that experience. And I think he could nail some of the comedic parts, but Frank is known to be a bit more serious, as he is a little scary sometimes. He's very deadpan. Yeah, I feel like he I feel like he could nail parts of Frank that maybe some other people couldn't. Although despite his Twitter account being very concerning. I have two notes. I'm just gonna yes. like I'm just gonna say something before we get into criticisms. Okay. Yes. Is I'm just gonna say like like Paul Rudd, he also has experience with both uh comedy and drama, and I think that's where he very really true. balanced the two for the script for Frank, uh very well in my opinion. Okay, now we are open to criticisms. Go ahead. Okay, no. he doesn't look good point. in a wig cap. One. <laughs> Two. Um, if you take his glasses off of him, he doesn't really look like Frank that much. Also, three. He, okay, if you saw the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street, he just he can't play off puppets well. That's my personal true. opinion. Mm-hmm. He cannot play Neither off puppets Frank. well. True. No, Frank, no. Frank can play <laughs> off puppets. Frank Frank can't play off the puppets himself. He has to become the puppet to play off the puppet. No, there, there, okay, there was a Muppet meeting film 
uh, not a meeting film. It was for internal use only, and it was basically Jim, Frank, and uh, oh, I can't remember his damn name. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna Jerry look him up. Or... Nope, I have to look him up. Um, but basically, they were all talking about their different characters, and uh, Frank and Ralph played off each other extremely well. Basically, Ralph was talking about how Frank was too good for him nowadays that he was like, you can't, you don't do my right arm anymore. You're, you have all these big shot, big oh, yeah. scars. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking for, about. Yeah. Wait, was that yeah. for the Disney, for the, uh, for the parks? Yeah, it was for internal use. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for the, I, yeah, it was for Disney. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we don't have to worry, we don't really have to worry. That was kind of just Jim and Frank working off of each other, though. Yeah. No, but, but still, we do know that Frank can work off puppets. Joseph cannot. Also, Joseph's not a good actor. I mean, to each their own, to each their own. Sprout, can we have some of your opinions so I can yeah. stop getting filleted over you here? Sprout, you need to come on in. So. I'm gonna use my F-bomb. I'm getting fucking burned over here. My <laughs> <laughs> so. biopic girls. Joseph, love defense squad is coming. Yeah, like, oh my god. Biopic <laughs> girls are fucking coming for my neck. <laughs> So, all of my criticisms are not constructive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just let us have it. Let us have it. Let's hear them. So, we have Maria with her parasocial enemy, Chip Brady Bunch. <laughs> we have Mary with her parasocial enemy, Alan Jost. And we have oh. me, Jost, with fucking Q-Tip Man. I hate <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt so much. Please explain why he's cute. Please explain why he's Q-Tip Man. Yeah, yeah. Please explain so, Q-Tip Man to the people. There is a video on YouTube. I believe it's from Jimmy Kimmel, where he had celebrities yes. read hate mm -hmm. tweets about themselves. And there's one with Joseph just reading. My mom says that Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like a Q-Tip, and then he looks very sad at the camera. And ever since then, I have just called him Q-Tip Man. I hate Q-Tip Man. He has lived my puppet dreams. It is my turn to go to Sesame Street. He does not deserve the role of Frank. I deserve right. the role oh. of Frank. Now that we've heard your criticisms for yeah. why, uh, it was, it was why Michael a Frith. most unemployed man on Twitter shouldn't have yeah. a job for this particular role. Why he needs to stay unemployed. Some... Who would be some alternatives you have? Yeah, okay. Who would who would you think would be a good alternative? Okay, so You're asking uh, the person that doesn't do movies. And the answer cannot be Frank Oz and de aging technology. Huh. It can't. The answer is obviously Bill Hader. We we do have Bill Hader in a cameo role right now that is not in the uh it's not in the Twitter thread. We have him as Johnny I, Carson right now. I forgot about that uh, one. Oh, I got the notebook out. I'm ready to go. Um, so we, so there is that, but that can always be changed. It's a cameo yeah. role. Yeah. Also, the uh, internal Disney reel, it was Michael Frith. I could see his face. I could not oh. think of his name for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I feel like Bill Hader would be an excellent Frank Oz. That's my personal opinion. He, okay, we know he looks great in a bald cap. <laughs> we know he looks Doesn't great. Look like Frank, yeah, he's okay. Nothing like Frank. Put glasses on the man. Take 
give him a ball cap. On the man. He can he can look like Frank. Put glasses Have on the man. Have you seen some of the shit that they do on SNL? We've seen Bill Hader in glasses. We've we seen, saw it chapter two. And he still looks like Bill Hader, but Bill with glasses Hader. On. Okay, let's look at literally any biopic from the past 10 years. Has any of the actors in those biopics looked like their IRL counterparts? No. <laughs> None I of mean, them have. I mean, when we're thinking about, like, the second lead, I think of, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, and the guy who played Brian May looked really similar to Brian May. Very true. Okay. I'm ta- I'm specifically talking about, like, Disney stuff, like, with their oh. Disney biopics. None of them look like the actual people. I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of Disney biopics. Yeah. Well, their casting, it's good for acting. It's good for acting. It's just none of them look like the people. So I'm just going by Disney casting. I feel like Bill Hader could rise to the occasion where Q-Tip Man could not. He couldn't rise his arm above his head. Can can I throw in a cursed option? Give me a cursed option. Go ahead. Why not? So since this is a Disney biopic, I have added a photo. Where is it's, it? it's, in the, it's in the general chat. Oh boy. No, he's too young. I want to kill you. Young. It's Tom. <laughs> said... They put in Tom Holland in the group chat. I want to kill you. No. I'm like, no, I kill you with my own hands. I told you it's cursed, but in that my defense, is this cursed. is a Disney biopic. Robert Downey and they Jr. Used him, like, Henson, Tom Holland, Frank Oz. <laughs> I want to die. Dear God, the fanfics people would make of that, I'm going <laughs> to scream. No. Oh, no, it's Maybe 50 all, Eisner all we over all know again. The fan, we all know that the fanfiction is going to be bad whenever this biopic we, comes out. Let's not oh, pretend like oh, it's oh, not. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Let's try listen. not to make it no worse. Listen, yeah, okay, no. listen. Listen, the Muppet fan community has been very good about not doing real person fanfiction. They've been... Yeah. But that's the current yeah. Muppet community. Yes, I know. It's gonna, and that's it's why I hope no, I'm gatekeeping the Muppets from IRL real person <laughs> fan fiction. We're Same. gatekeeping the Muppets. Same. Literally, Same. the only uh, fan fiction that I, I have read that has a real person thing is it was like an anniversary for Jim's death and it was Kermit uh, being sad. Like, there was no actual person in it. It was just Kermit being sad. So, so sad. yeah. Yeah. There's, there's obviously a difference. Don't write real person fanfiction, please. Don't do that. Just don't, just don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It's terrible. Right. Are, we, are we ready to move on to the next person? There's quite a few people on this list. Yeah, we have, we have a good list Go to it. keep going. Go for it. Right. Uh, the next one it's not as controversial. Another no. one that B did. Yeah. And it I, is yeah. um, Ben Schwartz playing Richard Hunt. This Perfect. is one that I'm really proud of. I kind of, I thought about it and I was like, physically, physically, they, they look similar. And I feel like Ben could really, really knock it out of the park because Richard was really, he he, he wasn't really comedic per se, but he was just that, that like bright energy that like, no matter what happened, he, somehow he always made you smile or laugh. Mm-hmm. So it it wasn't also, like he was purposely trying, you know. Ben Schwartz also has a certain charisma to him, 
certain charisma to him that I can say that I think that Richard had a very similar energy to. Yes. And yeah. I think that that very sunshiny disposition could really bode well to portray Richard. Yeah. What I'm what I'm learning through this is I'm agreeing with a lot of B's casting. I'm... What's wrong with mine? Uh were you the one that put Q tip man? No, no that, that was, was me. That was B. B were mortal enemies. Look. Okay. <laughs> I, don't I didn't take Jody back. I didn't don't Jody and take Paul. That back. Okay. Just I'm a Jody sorry. and Paul. That's I'm those joking, are the only ones I I've love done you. so far. I'm joking, I love you guys. I was making a joke and it backfired on me because I'm a dumb idiot person. Okay. A uh, uh, funny joke. Right. Uh, the next joke. one is one I did. Yeah. This one is one I did where I decided that I want uh, Jerry Nelson to be portrayed by um, Broadway star Alex Brightman. I think Alex Brightman is on the rise. Uh, he mm-hmm. was in uh, Beetlejuice and School of Rock, are the two big musicals he's done. He's done yeah. a very, he's done a few bits of television work, but I think his breakthrough is going to come really soon, and it's going to be very big. I think he has like a star potential. And yeah. the reason I chose him for Jerry is because when I think of Jerry Nelson, I think of someone who can, one, do a lot of voices, and two, was the coolest person in the room. Mm, Both are yeah. traits, I believe, Alex Brightman has. Absolutely. Oh, I definitely. Agree. Alex does have yeah. that. Yeah. Also, also, the fact that Alex could handle any songs that Jerry could do. Because they both kind of, I feel they have a similar tone in their singing voice. And I feel like that would be a good even balance there especially because that was a big thing that like jerry did a lot of songs and you know especially yeah. with like the electric mayhem and everything i feel like he could handle that really well yeah mm-hmm. uh the next one is another uh mary one and this one can be a, this one could be a bit controversial i was looking yeah. for an actor who's more on the younger side so uh this is for dave goals and i chose for um charlie heaton who plays uh jonathan in stranger things to portray him i think it's mainly because it's the way he said i think there's something wrong with this rat in season three of stranger things (laughs) i okay i don't watch stranger things i don't i didn't know who Mm -hmm. this man was Mm -hmm. so i have no opinion on him but he does have like uh the same chin he has the same chin as dave he yeah, doesn't have he a has, dimple, he but he has, look. like, a very square chin. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. the look. Yeah. I think with just a little hair, makeup, and glasses, he could really become Dave Gold. Yeah. Yes. Anxiety-ridden yeah. season one Muppet show Dave Gold. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Now that you say that, yeah. it's, it's in my brain real clear. Yep. Yeah. And again, he has experience playing these very quiet characters. So again, I think mm-hmm. that could really lend itself well to Dave Goals. And he is from the UK, but he yeah. plays an American on Stranger Things and his accent yeah. is fine there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he should be fine. The next one is I... a, a personal favorite. I was <laughs> the earlier worst. I kind of made a face like, oh gosh, because I realized how close we were getting to this one. <laughs> oh no. Um oh no. This is kind of where we started losing our minds. Hundred percent. This is where kind we lost of? it and we kept yeah, kind of. It gets worse. That's the thing. Uh. It gets worse. Oh no. Um. So this is for uh, Mr. Steve Whitmire, who took over the role for Kermit after Jim passed away. Yeah. And we uh, casted Timothy Chalamet <laughs> with bleached hair. 
We bleached his hair. And then he bleached his hair. And then thing is, thing then thing is, Timothy proceeded to bleach his hair like a week after we did the casting. And I sent it to Mary and I was like, You're kidding me. We did not just accidentally really create blonde Timothy. Then the biopic was actually announced and we're like, what is going on? We're like, oh god, (laughs) two out of three. Oh no, what's going on? Yeah. No, but this casting uh, does not particularly come from any of the comedic chops that Timothy Chalamet has displayed on SNL or any of his work, any of his film work he's done in the past with Lady Bird, Little Women, or uh, Beautiful Boy. This uh, purely came from the uh, on a film Twitter. There's a meme that every fan cast consists of Timothy Chalamet, uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Saoirse Ronan. And oh. I ha- felt like I needed to fulfill that meme in some way, and I couldn't think of anyone else. Also, I, I decided to at least rationalize it 2% in my head by saying Steve was kind of the youngest there, so I, so we just threw in and made him a very young actor. That's it. That's the rationalization I have. There's no other good part about I, this. I have two notes about timothy one i am looking at just at the full timothy picture on my phone and i have been this entire time and (laughs) he looks like a depressed victorian orphan boy that i would run over with a carriage yep yep that's um yeah and also um i i don't know if steve will be in the biopic since it's been released that it's just about yeah show days since he he came along in season three so i don't know if he'll even be in it he might i don't know i have no one bring all our bases to be yeah yeah i just i have no um other casting choices for steve or a lot of the other people don't know actors same and yeah also um i feel like if i detest timothy some film twitter is gonna like come after me and I'm gonna get mega blocked. <laughs> I also just want to note while that while this did start off as a joke, Timothy Chalamet does have somewhat comedic chops to nail this. If yeah, you want proof, yeah. I'd recommend his tiny horse sketch from SNL. It's very funny. He does very mm-hmm. well in it. Yeah, he was I do he, love he did very horse. well on SNL. Very well. Does he have yeah. Steve energy though? Got Steve energy. Watch Tiny Horse. That's all the Steve energy you need to know. That is true. I mean, I've seen Tiny Horse. Maybe it's just because I'm thinking of older Steve, and there's definitely mm. a, a a different like the Steve I met was uh, not the Steve from Fraggle Rock era. Yeah, this is like Fraggle Rock era Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And are we ready to move on to the next person? Let's go. This is one of my favorites. This is one I really wish I could fully explain, but I just can't. Again, this is one of those, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, this was a a me moment where I was like, you know what? He seems to work. You're right. Mm -hmm. That is, no, I think you messaged me and were like, like, we need this actor in the movie. Yeah. But who are we going to cast him as? And I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it as Lord Michaels because I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. And I have yeah. very conflicting thoughts about Lord Michaels. Same. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Actor at hand, Mr. Danny DeVito. Ugh, an icon. 
We American love icon, director, actor, man, artist. myth, legend. Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito deserves to be in every single movie ever made. He does. Exactly. And we're giving him his moment to shine. I'm going to check to see if Danny DeVito has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Because if he, he doesn't, better. he deserves it. I will write it. Do we need to add more about Danny DeVito? <laughs> He's the trash man. Come on. He is the trash man. He does have a star. Good. Yes. Perfect. Good. It's what he deserves. As he should. It's what he deserves. He was honored with the star in 2011, and it is the 2,445th uh, number on, on oh, the Congrats walkway. on 10 years of Danny DeVito's ho- Hollywood star. I just looked it up, and there is an amazing photo of him lounging next to the star. Oh, We're looking at the I same photo. <laughs> it's very good. Oh, my God. What an icon. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, we have the king of breakfast sandwiches himself, I, Mr. Jimmy I'm, Dean. We're so proud. I'm so proud of this one personally because this it was an accident and it ended good. up really great. I, I I would have to say. I remember. Right, so this was a B one. Yeah. And we did this late at night, and when we did this, we did, we did not know what Jimmy Dean looked like. Did no. we care about looking it up? No. No. We looked it up afterwards and we're like, oh my god, look at what we did. No, I, I remember whenever you guys were on the spaces, because I, I, I was there, and that was uh, not like the first time we had talked, but one of the first times we'd been on spaces all together. And yeah. you guys, and I, uh, we, we were talking about uh, John Mulaney, and I obviously knew how, how Jimmy Dean looked. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen him. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, it's perfect. And then later you guys... Uh, being like freaking out over how he looked, and I'm like, I thought that's why we picked him. <laughs> no, was I was purely we oh. wanted John Mulaney in this movie. We had to show him somewhere. Again, I'm a huge John Mulaney fan. I don't know if you could tell by my Twitter ad or the fact that I have a signed vinyl of him. Uh, I it used to be in my apartment. Now it's at my parents' house. So he needed to be in this movie for me. So oh, yeah. uh, he is going to be playing our Jimmy Dean in our mind. Yeah. This biopic is just biopic an excuse. has no budget. To yeah, it has no budget, but this uh, cast is an excuse no. to hire all SNL people that we see fit. It is yeah, exactly. This is this is an SNL reunion, which is kind of fitting, but also ironic with the Jim Henson SNL past. But we'll yeah, make it work. Definitely. You know, he would have appreciated their energy. He appreciated Absolutely. Gilda Radner's energy. He had her on true. his show. Very true. Yeah. Uh, next, this is one of B's. Uh, yeah. This is for David Laser, who will be portrayed by Ray Romano. I'm going to be honest. For years, I have not liked Ray Romano. <laughs> I, I could not stand <laughs> He was my Q-tip man. He was my Q-tip man. I could not stand Ray Romano. But after quarantine, my mother, like, my mom and my dad were like, hey, we're going to watch Everybody Loves Raymond as a family every night for, like, a year. And now I appreciate every, now I appreciate Ray Romano. I feel he would do well. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's my Ray Romano spiel. So, the, the mortal enemies of MFT are Colin Jost, Ray Romano, Q-Tip Man, and Chip Brady Bunch. And we Got cast it. two of them in this movie. We you did. know what? We need money. We need Disney to run us our check. We'll cast anybody. Exactly. Uh, the next one is uh, Bernie, uh, actually um, 
Maria. I, wait, is, I think it's Maria from the Muppet uh, History Podcast. Yeah. Uh, she came up with this idea. Yeah. Is uh, Jeff Garland as Bernie Bill as Bernie Brillstein, and I think that's absolutely genius. It was. It yeah, was. It was fantastic. Because I remember we couldn't think of anybody, and then we saw that, and we were like, "Hold on a minute. Wait. That's all right. That's a win. That's, that's a good one." Yeah. I does not have to do anything with the biopic. It's just you said Maria and then you said Muppet history. And okay, my brain doesn't say that my name is Maria. But then as soon as you say someone else's name is Maria, I'm like, no, that's my name. You're like, no, wait, that's me. Hold but on. I, self-realization happening? What? <laughs> It happens to the best I, of us. I think her. I think her name is Maria. It starts with an M. I just. I'm so bad with names. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I I feel that one. Yeah, and you may be wondering, well, how do you memorize all these names, Mary? And the question, the answer is, I have them all pulled up on my phone in front of me. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I'm just scrolling through the thread as we go. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, this next one is bees. I do not know what she was thinking, so it I'm was screw high. Everyone. It was it was two a.m. So um, I'm just gonna fresh the idea. Okay. This biopic at the moment, uh, as we imagine it, has no budget whatsoever. No budget. So at all. Uh, this casting would involve us building a time machine. Yeah. Uh, and going back in time to 2008 to uh, kid- to time kidnap Andy Samberg from 2008 and, and then have him play his hair. Brian Henson and bleach his hair. Okay, it was 2 a.m. and <laughs> spaces and, and spaces wasn't working on my like on my main account, and I had to go to a backup account that I had to make it work to like to because the audio was really laggy and the profile on that picture is a um the pro- the profile picture there. Is a picture of Andy Samberg from 2008 holding like a plushie of red fraggle on his shoulder. And I was like, oh my god, wait, he could play Brian, but wait, 2008? Also, we'd have to bleach his hair. I don't care, it's 2 a.m., we'll do whatever. <laughs> that was my thought process. Could we have just casted some other young up and coming actor and bleached yes. his hair instead? Yes. yes. But you know what? We decided not to. You know we what? had a list of yeah. like young. Of, like, young actors who could we currently did. play Brian Henson. We said it, no. No. We said, we will have 2000 Andy Samberg or bust. That is it. He is our Brian. I'm looking. I'm looking to see if I have any of those names written down. Yeah, I was going to say, can uh, we, I know we had a list. And we just, we weren't, we couldn't settle on it. And we were like, you know what? Andy. Uh, one of them was uh, Josh O'Connor, who played Prince Charles in The Crown. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Isaac Hempstead Wright, who's going to be in the upcoming yeah. uh, Marvel Eternals movie and was in Game of and was Brandon Gra- Game of Thrones. Yeah. But we decided with 2008 Andy Samberg with bleached hair. <laughs> was the. Okay, I'm not going to get into it right now, but was the Vanessa Bear one. Was that my idea? Because I feel like I had. I helped with at least Vanessa. I think I, I think I had that written down before we went on Spaces and talked about it. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. when you mentioned you were like, I had an idea, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I feel okay. I feel like I helped with one of the girls, but I can't remember which one. And also, it was in April, and my brain doesn't work. Could have been Karen or Catherine. Louise. 
Louise. It's uh, mm-hmm. Lily James. Mm-hmm. Or maybe. And I think I did Kathy. that one. No, it wasn't Kath. It might have been. I think it was Karen. I, okay. Okay. Oh, let's yeah, let's go back. I wanna... Karen was Chloe, and I, I, did, yeah. I, I know I did that one. Yeah. Because okay. I still have a certain casting for Karen, but we'll get there. Okay. Okay. We're good. Let's, let's move on to Fran. Okay. All right. Uh, next, we have uh, Fran. Uh, is Vanessa Bayer playing Fran Brill? I think that she could do this because I think Vanessa Bayer, I think, is really is kind of short like Fran was. Yeah. And she has like kind of the same sweet, sunny, uh, bright comedic disposition that Fran does have. She does. It's it's yeah. a good fit. Yeah. Uh, uh, the next one is a uh, is a ride to explain because <laughs> this is one I struggled with for a uh, very long time, which was a uh, yeah. Mister. Uh, a uh, Lord Lou Grade. I struggled mm-hmm. with this one. So this started with me just scrolling through um, Google images, uh, looking at pictures of Mr. Lou Grade, realizing there's something very familiar about him. And then I remembered, oh, then I realized, oh, he kind of looks like Rodney Dangerfield. Now, I know Rodney Dangerfield, very dead. So I went on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry, just very dead. <laughs> well, it's true. So yeah. I went on Twitter and I looked up to see if anyone was fan casting for a Rodney Dangerfield biopic. They were. And mm-hmm. one of them, I was very pleased with the results I got, which was Brandon Fraser. So uh, that's what kind of made me, made me go to the connection yeah. that Brandon Fla- that uh, Brandon Fraser should play Lord Lou Grade in the movie. Can yeah. Brandon Fraser do a British accent? Possibly. A, a good thought process there. I, I can see it. I, I, I he he needs a win. Get Brendan back on t- on movies and TV. I love him. He deserves it. He's really talented, and I feel like he has the charisma to pull off Lou Lord. And even let's say his British accent isn't great, Lou Lord looks like someone with a very stereotypical British accent. So you know what? Yeah. We could totally pull that. Yeah. So even if it wasn't good, it just has to be stereotypical. And he could do that. Uh, the next one is one I'm pretty proud of. I know someone uh, recommended that this role should be portrayed by uh, Mr. Eugene Levy, who I'm yeah. a huge fan of. I love you. We love yeah, Eugene yeah. Levy on this podcast. We love him. He's great. Absolutely. And uh, this is for uh, Don Celine, Mr. the puppet master himself. Mm-hmm. And I decided that Oscar Isaac should play him because I just really like Oscar and, Isaac. And I do not agree more. Absolutely. Also, when I think of Oscar Isaac, I think of that uh, interview he did with uh, Pedro Pascal, where Pedro pretty much said, you look mm-hmm. like Sam the Eagle. Yeah. And it resulted in the internet going, well, you look like uh, New Zealand, Mr. Pascal. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> there you go. go. Uh, the next one is one I'm proud of, because I decided that we should take some creative liberties here. As if we already haven't. So, uh, this creative liberty is that we're going to make Michael Eisner sexy. Hashtag make <laughs> Eisner sexy again. <laughs> and have him being, be played by uh, Mr. Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live, who I think is gorgeous. So, uh, Beck Bennett is Michael Eisner. Does anybody here oppose making Michael Eisner sexy? I, yes. okay. I don't, I, okay, I, okay, yeah, I oppose, but also I, I am in the headspace of Kevin Perger. Where Michael Eisner is also a mortal enemy. <laughs> mm. 
but I can't I can't say he's my mortal enemy because he's Kevin Percher's mortal enemy. So you can't you can't have Fair. someone else's mortal enemy. It's not time shared. No. Yeah, we can't time share this man. No. Uh, only defunct land can hate Michael Eisner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's a valid yeah. moment there. That's valid. Okay. Sprout, what were you going to say? I don't think he should be sexy Eisner because Eisner doesn't deserve to be sexy. <laughs> he doesn't deserve <laughs> that. <laughs> um, does Beck Bennett deserve to be sexy? That's I mean, Beck, obviously, Beck Bennett is obviously sexy. I can see it. But yeah, Michael Eisner doesn't. It's just kind of a part of casting Beck Bennett. It's automatically going to be sexy whether or not anyone likes it. Yeah. And is this just me trying to shoehorn someone I adore into this movie? Absolutely. Maybe. Obviously. Yes. That, was, that Obviously. was 2008 Andy Samberg. And we did it. So. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is one that took me a very long time to come up with. Yeah. Which is uh, Haley Joel Osment is Jerry Jewel, and that's because I was so tired of trying to figure out who should play Jerry Jewel. You stared saw- at that man's face for so long. <laughs> I stared at it until he became <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. It, this one was a, okay, we'll make this work one. Because yeah. that was a difficult hell to climb. Was the only person I could think of was Tom Hanks, and I'm like, it can't be Tom Hanks. We can't do that. He can't be an he can't be in all of these movies. No. Uh, the next one is one I'm ver- that I came up with and I'm very proud of, and it was yeah. um, for Carol Spinney, Mr. Big Bird himself. Uh, we decided Zach Woods. Yeah. And my decision making process for this was I love uh, it. Carol Spinney has this very sweet, soft spoken voice that reminded me a lot of uh, Zach Woods's portrayal um, mm. of Jared in Silicon Valley, where he did yeah. great, very funny, very sweet character. And then I realized that Carol Spinney was, according to Google, 5'10". Jack Woods is 6'4". Bring out the bigger bird. You've made him bigger bird. <laughs> it's bigger bird time. We want big bird to not, like, only just, like, be taller than everyone. We want him to rot, to tower over everybody. He... We want him to stomp on everyone in his path. The most vicious six-year-old on the planet. It's what he deserves after 50 years. Truly. Exactly. Bigger Bird is starting to not sound like a word to me. It's, mor- <laughs> it's morphing into just, re- just letters. Just normal. Yeah. Oh, he was right. on The Office. I'm sorry. I don't know actors, so I looked him up and I was like, oh, he was on The yeah. Office. Okay. The yeah, office. that's how I know who he, was he is. Yeah. I'm mainly going off of his betrayal in Silicon Valley, which he did afterwards, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That cool. makes sense. The next one, I think I think I came up with this one, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Is uh, Lily James as Louise Gold. They're both British. Both can sing. Both beautiful. I think it's both. a perfect casting. It, 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 it's really good. They're both beautiful women. I... God, I'm gay. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's your only comment. Yeah, that's my only comment. Is wow, I'm a lesbian. That's all you got. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is a personal favorite of mine, which is uh, Chloe Fineman is Karen Prowl. If you don't know who Chloe Fineman is, she's a very recent cast member on Saturday Night Live, 
And I think she is gorgeous, phenomenal, hilarious, talented. And I feel like she can give kind of that energy to Karen Pearl. And I feel like if we just get her in a good wig, shit really will be good to go. Or a bad wig. We have wig. some other ideas. Or I a have, bad wig too. I think my casting of Karen is the most accurate, but no one will let me speak my truth. Oh, no. um, go for it. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres in a no. really bad Beatles wig. No, no, no. We've it been looks, through this. Tell me, tell me I'm not right. Look at that picture we Do have. Do we want to invite dress. Ellen DeGeneres and on our set? Is the question. No, no, no. We don't. But no, we don't. But am I wrong? That picture is Ellen in a yes. really bad Beatles wig. You're not That's wrong. You say you're wrong. Okay, I'm saying she's wrong. Karen Prell does not look like Ellen DeGeneres. In this picture, she does. She looks like Ellen no, in a bad no. Beatles wig. No. She does. I'm just saying. Okay, let's move so, on to okay. the next one. <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, Kirsten Dunn's as Kathy Mullen. I think, I think that's a really good one. I couldn't see it before, like, a while, but I can see it in the face. I can see how she yeah. really do that well. I can see definitely in, like, the nose and mouth. And, again, just get her a good wig. We're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Most of our budget will be spent on wigs, bleaching, and bald caps. <laughs> That's our budget. And uh, after that, we have uh, what <laughs> we thought of very late at night. Yeah. Again, this was another 2 a.m. decision. All my most cursed decisions come at 2 a.m. We could have casted, like, Maya Hawk or Saoirse Ronan. But for Elise Henson, we decided to use that time machine again and get a uh, Laura Dern from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Such a stupid joke, and I love it so much. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can see the similarities, but also, oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to have to stick by my casting decision. That's it. Yeah, we we, we kind of have to. It's I'm, too funny. We've dug ourselves into these holes, and I'm too lazy to dig myself out of them at this point. Mm. Any other thoughts, or <laughs> no? I good is my only thought. Laura Dern hot. That's my last yeah. thought. <laughs> Laura Dern eighties. <laughs> yeah, You're correct. Yeah, uh, we have just. Two more to quickly go through. The first and they being, are doozies. Uh, they are doozies. They are opposite ends of oh, the yeah. spectrum. They really are. Yeah. But the first one is, I think, the more grounded and yeah. sane one, which this is, is uh, yeah. Catherine. This is B's idea. This is B's. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, Catherine Hahn as the creator of Sesame Street herself, Miss Joan Jan uh, Miss Joan Gans Cooney. They just, they look so similar that, like, the first, like, when we were casting her, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I was like, all right, I have to look this up, make sure I'm not pulling. I, I, I'm trying not to pull a Jimmy Dean, John Mulaney here, but I think I might be. I looked it up and I was like, yep, I just pulled it, but I am so proud of this one. This one so is really I'm, good. It's, it's a good it's one. Good. Yeah. You just give off the same girl boss energy. They do. Yeah. They do. Absolute girl bosses. We love them. It's gonna be a good time. Now, this is a very specific. This next one is uh me. Yeah, it's very this specific. Was, uh, intensely uh, this, specific. This is not historically accurate because no. um, this person did not start working for the Jim Henson Company before Jim passed away. Yeah, uh, and this is uh, Peter Linz as Seth Meyers in a blonde wig. 
But you're right. Fires in a blonde wig as Peter Lynn's more likely. But yes, you're right. I, I, you're right. Who did the Photoshop job on the photo? Mary, Mary, uh -huh. Mary does the Photoshop. I did the Photoshop job for all of these. Yeah. Uh huh. It shows. I'm. Yeah. I can't claim any of these. The Photoshop, at least, I can't. I can't claim that. I did all the editing in under five minutes for all of them. <laughs> it's great, Mary, for that. I do want to say a casting uh, thing for me is uh, Rick Lyon, who worked with Jim for uh, like 15, 20 years uh, and, mm -hmm. and still works with Sesame Street and stuff. Uh, Rick Lyon, he can play himself because he looks exactly the same. I'm not joking. Exactly. Go to his, we, go we to his Instagram. He looks the same. We don't need a time machine for this one. Yeah. We don't. Rick Lyon does not age. This is true. Yeah, and to be... I just want to go over a quick cameo roll. A quick... A few of our cameos. We're not doing all of them. Just the ones that I'm insanely proud of. Uh, before we move on to directors. Uh, the first being... Um, the role of Frank Oz's dad will be played by uh, Frank Oz. That was and a me. That was one. a me moment. I'm owing it. I'm owning it. That was a good one. Cause we, cause we weren't sure where we wanted to put Frank. Cause I know that we said we wanted to have, you know, the puppeteers have cameos. I was like, so where would we put Frank? He's all old and stuff. But then I realized Frank's dad was a bit older when Frank got into the puppeteering thing. So I was like, you know what? We'll make him his dad. It worked. I love that cast. Thing. It works. Mm -hmm. And the other one I just want to highlight quickly is uh, because Charles Grodin passed away recently, decided that the cameo for Charles Grodin should be Chris, the uh, man who's who's uh, going after Joseph Gordon-Levin's current position as most unemployed man on Twitter. Captain America himself, Mr. Chris Evans. <laughs> And with that said, are we ready to move on to directors? I yeah. definitely say so. Who wants to go first? I would. I don't. I have two, and I think it's on everyone's list. Is is just Frank Oz or Brian Henson? Yeah. Now the, the two the two obvious ones, and again, it depends whether or not uh, they want to do it or not. Yeah. I would love to see Frank be involved in this production. I would, in yeah, some absolutely. Yeah. If he doesn't want to, I totally get it. That's, yeah, that's understandable, but it would be really great if he were. And it's understandable if he didn't want to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sprout just put her cat on camera. Rigby! Lovely. Rigby is the Scooby-Doo of our Scooby-Doo gang. Rigby will be the director. Frank, he's the director. So, uh, same thing with Brian Henson. Brian may or may not yeah. want to be involved in the production of this exactly. movie. Just depends. Lisa is already involved in the production, so yeah, we, so we already got a Henson on set. Yeah, we got a Henson. Who knows if he'd want to? Since we already have Lisa, who knows? But if he does, neat. If not, cool. We have a Henson. Uh, who wants to go next? I only have one outside of Frank and Brian, and I'm a little terrified. But I was thinking, possibly, 
if if Frank didn't want to, and if Brian didn't want to, if they didn't want a director really be involved, I was thinking maybe Ryan Johnson because he, because he, because you know he did stuff with The Last Jedi and he did stuff with Frank through that, and obviously he's a good friend of Frank, so he'd. I feel like Frank would be open with communicating things about the time period and everything with him, maybe giving him a good director, like vi- like like a good vision about it. I feel like he'd be a bit committed because he knows Frank a good bit and they'd be able to communicate that well, you know? So he, I, I he think also worked with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt before. Oh, hey, look at me. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I was just mostly thinking like Frank aspects and I feel like he'd, I feel like he'd do it well if he were committed the way that I think he might try to be if he were involved. I feel he'd be a good thing. I was just scared because a lot of people have a lot of big resentment with The Last Jedi and Ascedra. So I was like, nah, I don't know how that'll go. But I mean, Knives Out was fantastic. And I mean, Frank was involved there. So I, I, feel, I, like he'd, I feel like he'd do a good job if he could. I think he balanced the comedic and dramatic aspects of Knives Out really well, and I'd be really... I think he could do a really good job with this movie. Yeah. Okay, that was my thoughts? only thought. Throughout, right, who's your director? Um, so, I had an idea for a person that has directing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they're technically working with mm-hmm. a Henson company already. But I would be very interested in seeing Bo Burnham Aww. possibly directing. He was on my list. He hey! was on my list, too. <laughs> he was my wild right. card. Yeah, I'm I want to hear surprised. your reasons first. Um, I, I think it, well, for one, he's already working with Sesame Street on their new movie coming out. Not directing, but he, he's still got a handle of dealing with puppets. Um, he has the experience already directing. I haven't actually seen eighth grade yet, which is terrible. But um and I suck too for that. And I think he has a comedic touch that would work really well with the biopic. I agree. But that yeah. was kind of my reason. And also I wanna add that uh Jim changed his medium, which was puppetry. And I yeah. think mm-hmm. Bo Burnham kind of changed the minds of what a YouTube video could be, and especially with inside Mm-hmm. He kind of changed the perception of what a comedy special could be considered. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why he could be a very good fit, really good fit for this. And especially looking at Inside and Make Happy, which are these very, which are funny comedy specials. But at the same yeah. time, they do tackle uh, these very serious subjects and they handle them very yeah. well. He's able, he's able to balance it really well. I think that was kind of my main process for him being one of the directors on my list. Yeah. And now we get to the rest of my crazy big director list Here we go. <laughs> that I have to explain. Uh, the first being uh, Miss Marielle Heller, who directed the uh, yes. la- who directed the recent Mister Rogers movie. I love that. Uh, that was lovely. And I think she can. I think she did a really good job uh, showing who Mister Rogers was. And I think she could kind of do the same thing with Jeff. Yeah, I, I I feel like also she could have a really good handle on the comedy aspects of it. As her husband is a bit is is involved in a lot of comedy stuff, I feel like they'd be able to kind of she'd be able to really tackle that really well. I, also, I, think I just she's wanted to, I also just wanted to mention the Lonely Island just because I it, I had to work it in somewhere. <laughs> I had to, of course. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that my uh, next big pick was uh, Damien Chazelle, who directed La La Land. 
That's because he uh, has a because when I saw La Land, I really saw someone who really understood colors and yeah. uh, different camera angles and bringing all of these different elements to create this world and these characters. I think he could do a very similar thing, but with like just telling stories of characters who already exist. I'd really curious to see the motifs he would do with that and mm-hmm. how he would show Jim in different uh, phases of his life. Yeah. Mm. Next one is again a bit of a weird one, uh, and I don't think these uh, this team would get hired for this because of uh, some past issues with Disney they have, and that would be Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I think they can handle comedy very well. I think they can, and I think they handled the, like kind of like the more dramatic side of things in Spider Verse very well. And again, I'm looking for people who can also uh, mesh uh, a lot of the interests that Jim had, which were like puppetry and animation. I think with uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller having experienced animation, they could really bring it all together. I'm just going to say it like a movie world domination. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I, I wholeheartedly agree there. What a good one. And I've got two more. The other one is Olivia Wilde. Because mm-hmm. this is someone who I think has a really good uh, understanding of both comedy and drama. Her first film, Booksmart, yeah. was a comedy, and she handled the characters very well in that. She's really good at introducing yeah. characters, making them lovable, and having a really funny time. And the movie she's working on now is a psychological drama thriller uh, called Don't Worry, yeah. Darling. Yeah. I'm very excited for. So again, I think she has... Yeah, talent, the talent, the talent, the the ability, and like kind of the strategy to portray yeah. both drama and comedy, and I'm really excited to see what she can do with that. Yeah, that that's a really good twist. I didn't think about it like that, but like, yeah, she definitely has the range and the the, the strategy to definitely pull off something really good with that. Yeah, and uh, my last one is uh, Jack Black because I just want to see what'll happen. Oh boy. If we don't get if chaos. we don't get a mention of the line people people aren't celebrities celebrities, celebrities are not aren't people, people. If, if we don't get that uh, like a reference to that or at least something in there I need to I'm I'm not involved <laughs> We it. need to That's my We need boy. to include some level of that Muppet cult Muppet culture into it We have to and I right. feel like he would he would do really well with that, like integrating like smaller things like that. Just yeah, I don't know if he has other. experience directing, but oh boy! Uh, does anyone else have any other thoughts? I got some few um, joke directors. If you want those, what? Throw them out. Throw them out. J.J. Abrams. Yes. <laughs> Just that yes. lighting. That lighting. <laughs> okay. All the lens flares in this give movie. Me, All of give them. Me a, give me a Teletubbies lens flare. Like, like a like Jim in the middle of a lens flare. Give me that Teletubbies <laughs> lens flare moment with Jim. I want half his face being engulfed by lens flares. <laughs> Absolutely. Another one that's kind of a joke, not kind of a joke. My dream for this biopic mm. that will never happen is everyone is played by puppets. And um, let's, oh, just, have, let's just have Tim Burton direct it. Why not? Let's see what happens. You I know? like that idea. Interesting. I would love it. I like it. If all of them were puppets. I feel like that'd be really nice. That's my dream. I mean, I mean, I mean, he has experience with the Muppets. Yeah. So 
That wouldn't that that that's really good actually. Clever, yeah. Hey. Dave Coles could po- finally play a puppet version of himself. That's Hopefully, not that ugly. isn't a demon from hell. He owns yeah. that. He owns that puppet. Oh no, he oh, does Dave. own that puppet. Oh, Dave. Dave deserved a better puppet. He did. He did. He really did. It looked. All it right. kind of reminded me of like the pirate from Wig from like um the Wiggles, but like the puppet version of the pirate. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like. Pirate yeah. from the Wiggles. Like, yeah, they had a puppet of they had, like a puppet up. episode of like the pirate from the Wiggles. Dave's puppet reminds me of um yeah. Oh, what's his name? Um. Oh, he has a podcast. He played PC and the hi, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Like the old Apple commercials. He looks like PC. He does. Oh, the puppet is horrible. Yeah, I know. He looks like Bill Gates. <laughs> that yeah, it's. Horrible. I'm looking at the puppet captain. Uh, uh Wiggles, and I hate it. Puppet captain, yeah. Terrible. John Hodgman. I'm thinking of John Hodgman. I hate. Oh gosh. I hadn't looked at the the Wiggles puppet in like ten years, so looking at it gave me weird flashbacks. <laughs> oh, it's Boy. so ugly. The 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 Wiggles puppets look like like repurposed, uh, like damaged Charlie McCarthy puppets. Like they just yeah. bought a bunch of damaged, Ew. used Charlie McCarthy puppets and then repurposed them into the Wiggles. Oh no. <laughs> But made them worse. <laughs> but made them way worse. Yes. Great. Uh, any more thoughts before Muppet struggles? Um. Thank you for coming on the show, B. It has been a pleasure yeah, to have you. It's been lovely. It really has been such an honor I'm, to have I'm you. I'm so very glad I was able to like, come on here because it it's been so much fun and I've really enjoyed this and and I can't wait to listen and I've. I've only missed one episode of the podcast, but that was because my internet was out. Like, I've, it's been super Aww. cool to follow along with you guys, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited that I was able to be on here. So it's such an honor to finally have you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an honor to be on. Yay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy I was able to do this. Now, who has, who do we think has the worst Muppet struggle this week? I mean, I was on the struggle account a few times this week. I was you know. too. <laughs> I, I have three and struggle. I I have three, and none of them are actually struggles. Oh, I, I'll, I'll start out because the first one I the only one I have is that my uh, Jim Henson June shirt came in, and I, you know, I finally wore it. It's great, and now Yay. June's over. So you know, that's my struggle. Save it for next <laughs> year. Always will. At least you have for next year. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's hear a Muppet struggle this week. I think oh. my Muppet struggle this week was just watching my Twitter feed during the Pride Disney Plus special. <laughs> and seeing all oh, of the yeah. just corporate pride. Yeah. True nightmare fuel. Oh, boy. <laughs> my personal favorite was how... All of Nina's dresses were pride flag colors until the finale of Kermit. So Kermit is now my pride flag. Uh huh. <laughs> Kermit, my favorite pride flag. Pride flag picked from Kermit the Frog in the screen cap. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I would have to say that uh, my Muppet struggle would be seeing a picture of Porky the Pig on the timeline <laughs> and thinking it was Chip the Muppet. Oh no! <laughs> I'm. I know. I Abby, know. Come on. I know. I know. I'm. You disrespected I'm my boy. Your boy being Porky or Chip? My boy <laughs> being Porky. Chip can die in a I... fire. I know, I hate Chip as much as everyone else does. But I, and I love Porky. He's my, Porky is my little man. I love him. But like, I was just blind and I was just on Spaces with Marion Sprout and I was just going through the timeline and I was like, oh my gosh, who brought Chip on the timeline? I'm going to have to fight them. But it was Porky the pig. So. How blind were you? Very. Very. That's all I can explain, Barry. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's my Muppet struggle of the week, is I disrespected a legend. <laughs> that's Our it. That's all it. I did. Okay. Hey, Maria, um, what are your Muppet struggles? Mine? Okay, so I don't even remember how we got on this topic, but we all, we all have a group chat that we're all in, and Sprout and I were talking, and... We started talking about how the four of us, plus uh, Sprout's cat Rigby, are all uh, the Scooby-Doo gang. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so Sprout is Shaggy, I'm Velma, B is Daphne, Mary is Fred, and, Rig and, and Rigby is Scooby-Doo. Uh, I am forever going to be Fred. Yeah. yeah. The reason you are Fred is because um, uh, you have Midwest energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another, uh, this is not a Muppet struggle at all. It, it's just uh, Sprout made some great art of, of Bert and Ernie for me, and it's great, and I stare at it constantly, and I love it dearly. Uh, so thank you for that art again, Sprout. Um, and now the, the most insane thing happened. For Pride Month, I made a joke meme tweet where mm -hmm. it's the predator handshake and on one arm uh it says avenue q and the other arm says shrek the musical and you know the holding hands part is what they agree on and what they were agreeing on and it was uh gay puppets performed by john tartaglia and then john tartaglia himself quote tweeted king, king. he put i mean with you a heart him. so we obviously we know rod is gay because that is the story of Avenue Q. But yeah. now we, we know for sure that Pinocchio from Shrek the Musical is gay. It's confirmed. So, you can't undo it. Yeah, you can't undo this. No. <laughs> yes. So there we go. Th those are my Muppet struggles. And John Tartaglia knows I exist. And that's wild that's, to me. <laughs> that's a Muppet win if I've, if I've known Yeah, him. that is a Muppet win. The only reason I was struggling was because I was struggling to speak. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Anyone else have anything else to add? Um, this has been a great episode. Yeah. I've really enjoyed being on here, and thank you guys for having me on. It's Thanks been an honor, and I'm excited to see what all you guys do next with the podcast. Well, thank great. you so much. Um, thank you for, for listening to the Muppet Fans Talking Podcast. I'd also like to say a quick thank you to not only B, but uh, Dennis at Turning to Stone on Twitter, 
who does the uh, Scooter and Gonzo voices for our intro and outro. And I'd also like to thank at Firefarrot93 on Twitter for doing our cover art and our uh, header on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Muppets underscore talking. And you can follow me on Twitter at Muppet Mulaney. You can follow me on all social media at Nerdy Maria Mania. And you can follow me on Twitter at Palpoo Sprout. And if you want to somehow keep up with me, you can follow me on my Twitter at Abby E. Harris 08, or you can follow my podcast account with my friend um, at um, So Best Friends Podcast at um, Still BF Pod. Awesome. We, have, we hope you have a mumpitational rest, rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. And for my final trick, I will make this podcast end. I'm going to need complete silence for this. <laughs>